Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. I need to tell you something uh, a little bit I'm bugged about. I moved to Gloucester 15 years ago, so my wife, Ali... Jack and Abby. Abby and Jack were around about five, no, no, six and four at the time. And I was uh, uh, moving to the area. And if there's one thing that bugs me about the city centre is, um, can I just get this off my chest just before I start? All right. Do you know when you're like walking from like TK Maxx, like the Eastgate shopping centre area, and you've got like the bank on your right and... uh, uh, they keep changing the shop on your left. Every time I go, wow, is that a Marks and Spencer's now? Is it a Burger King? It's, you know, really weird. And then as you walk up towards the cross, you see them. The chuggers. The charity muggers. <laughs> they're the people with the clipboard. And they're looking. I think I can get some money off you. Like that. You know the ones I'm talking about? You're moving to closer, and then suddenly you really want some Clark shoes. Right? Because you like totally go to the right. You go, wow, look at those. Those are amazing. I think I had those when I was a child. I definitely need a pair of those. They were incredible. Like that. Hoping upon hope that the people don't spy you and say, would you please give us some money towards damaged carrots or donkeys or whales or could we save uh, and they come up with these reasons of why you need to give some money across yeah anybody else yeah. just me just me no everybody oh you're all happy right okay if you give me your name at the end i'll pass it to them now there's another there's another person now i'm not trying to judge people here but there's another pe- people who uh, just bug me like uh, when you get to the center uh, the cross, right? They're, they're there shouting at you. Right? They're shouting at you about basically, if you don't turn, you'll burn. Like, and they're like standing there and they've got a Bible out and they're shouting at you as you get closer and you're like, I need to go and have a look at Clark's again. <laughs> or I'll gladly give £30 to save the carrot organisation, whatever it is. Like, and you've got these people shouting at you, and, and I'm like, please don't shout at me. Please don't shout at me. Like, I don't need someone shouting at me to tell me how terrible I am. I already know how terrible I am. Hello? I, I don't think that that's how church was meant to be. You see, anyone can tell the time, but not everybody takes the time to build a clock that tells the time. Yeah, clearly I need to unpack that a bit more with you. <laughs> like, I've obviously spent too much time thinking about this. Uh, in other words, anyone can shout at you with something, but to actually take the time to think about how we get a message across is actually quite important. Um, You see, it's not that the message is terrible. Those those people are shouting, and I have to be careful, I don't want to judge people. I think their motives are right. 
But actually understanding what's behind the message is really, really important. See, let me give you an example. In the Bible it says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. In other words, there's a standard that God sets and none of us can meet it. Hooray! <laughs> That's why when someone shouts at you, you're rubbish, you're, 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 you're failing. I, I know! I don't need you to tell me how terrible I am. I know the standards fall short. If, it, if anybody's really honest in this room, you'll go, yep, hello, I am that person. I don't need someone to tell me this. And the Bible is simply telling this. All have sinned. Sin means you've made mistakes. You, you've failed. I've failed. I've failed in relationships. I've failed in my thoughts. I've failed in the way I've handled myself. I've failed. I, you know, I just failed this morning. I went downstairs, like, and my wife looked at me and said, go back upstairs again, try again. <laughs> This time, either change your clothes or iron them. <laughs> I had to go upstairs and iron my jeans and my shirt, <laughs> which is why well, I was late, by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my wife's fault. Totally my wife's fault. Like, there's a stand. You understand what I'm talking about? So the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So whether you're Adolf Hitler or Mother Teresa, all of us have failed. We're all in the same camp. This means that all have sinned. Every one of us have failed and fallen short of God's glory. Now, if God's glory is heaven, that means if we have failed and we can't get to heaven, the only option we've got is hell. Well, that's not great, is it? Well, the Bible also says the wages of sin is death which is life without God, I tell you, is hell. You see, but if that's all the message is, then what's the point? It says the wages of sin is death, but I love big buts. And I just can't lie. <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me. Come back next week, there's more. The wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In other words, God says, I know you've failed. I know you've fallen short of my glory, but I've got a gift for you. I'm going to make up the difference between your failure and where the standard needs to be. That's like not being able to afford a holiday of a lifetime and someone stepping in last minute and going, whatever you can't afford, I'll pay the difference. This, is, this means getting to the end of our lives and saying, whatever you can't make up, I'm going to cover the difference. Probably the most famous verse in the Bible is John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. See, that love and gave, love and generosity, this is the message that the church should be given. Anybody can shout and say, you're rubbish, 
But actually, if you deliver a message that says, with love and generosity, it changes the whole thing completely. So, when Jesus was on this earth, we know that he went around and he did good stuff and he talked to people. Like, he walked around and he said some wonderful things. And then he went back to heaven. But he never actually brought in a Jesus Mark II. He didn't say, Jesus, Jesus said, now I've finished. It is now you. You are now Jesus. But no, more of a beard. You are now Jesus. Well, no, not so bad. Anyway, uh, you are now... Like, he didn't... He said, I'm not going to put my message into another person. I am going to put my message into 12 people who were a bunch of losers and failures, his disciples. He said, I'm, I'm going to put my message and my legacy into you bunch of losers who keep failing and can't get it right. And I want you to take that message out. In other words, this is what we call the church. Now, I think this is amazing. So this clock here is a family heirloom. It's Edwardian. And last time I used it, it fell over and smashed the glass on the front. And my mum found out, and we haven't spoken. <laughs> right? Now, I don't know a lot about clocks, but when I grew up, we, I didn't have digital. I remember when the Casio digital watch came out. Like, and it had an alarm and everything. I remember when a, a digital uh, watch came out and it was black, but you pressed a button and the time came up in bright red. It was amazing. But this is how I told the time when I grew up, back so last century. And it's all made up of cogs and wires and bits and pieces. That's all I know. I tried to look it up. How's a clock work? I watched it on YouTube. And I still can't tell you. In fact, I can't even tell you how a digital one works. But I do know that the time telling is a combination of some incredible pieces all working together to get it right. I'm like, Jesus said, I'm going to get a bunch of losers, a motley crew called disciples, and I'm going to put them together. And I'm going to use that mechanism to get the message of hope and life out to the world. Now think about this. 2,000 years later, this is how it still works. If Jesus shopped in Asda, I think he'd shop at the whoops counter. You know what I'm talking about? You know that counter where everything's reduced because it's damaged? Yeah. Hello, please stay with me. Yeah. I, otherwise, I'll just spend a long time explaining every <laughs> sentence. It's really advantageous for you to nod or smile or give me a thumbs up or throw something at me, right? 
you know the counter, you can't help looking at it, you have a quick look and you go, oh yeah, there might be a deal here somewhere. And there's a, there's a damaged can or there's a box of eggs with two good ones and the rest are broken or, uh, you know, there's some weird stuff there. And it's got a big yellow sticker over everything that says, whoops, yeah. reduced in price. And I think that best describes every one of us in this room. We've got a big yellow sticker over us all. And we sit on a shelf where we think we don't fit with anybody else. But Jesus comes to that shelf and he says, I'm going to work with you. And you. Mm, Yeah, even you. (laughs) I reckon I can do something with you. And we look... If in clock terms, we look at our cog that's got two teeth in it, the rest is missing, you go, you can use that? And this is what God says, I'll make up the difference. Wow. I'll take your two teeth and put it on a cog and I'll join it with everything else and miraculously joining it together, we will tell the time that has something of love and generosity in our message. Are oh, you understand what I'm getting here? From a two-teeth cog man to you. I say, do you know how that feels? That when God Almighty picks you up and says, I can work with a two-tooth cog, and adding you to everything else, make something beautiful out of it. Do you know how amazing that feels? Because you kind of rock up, you go, can you use this? And he goes, yes. And you're like, wow, you think this is amazing? Yes, this is amazing. You have a personal calling on your life that helps you understand where you add. And all you've got to do is make yourself available. Here I am, use this. That's all you've got to do. That's the deal. And if you are a three-teeth cog lady, can you just get over yourself? Because you've got a lot of teeth missing as well. Can we stop pretending we've got it all together and just humbly come and go, could you? Could could we use, work together? And God beautifully puts it all together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, man, I, just that thought, boom, blows my mind. God is not looking for Jesus Mark II. He's not looking for superman, superwoman, supermum, superdad. He's looking for a two-tooth cog that will say, I'm in. If you can use it, you can have it. I'm just going to stop pretending anymore. So just hold that thought. Because what you've got to understand is how God works. And I'll finish with this thought. See, when God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I'm not here to talk about creation, evolution, I'm not, or intelligent design. I, I'm talking about what God was thinking like, if you understand creation, you start to understand why God thinks these things are really important. You see, God did it. When he, when he looked at the earth, it says he spoke 
And he said, let there be light. And there was light. Alexa, turn the lights on. You'll get an idea on a grand scale what God was thinking. Oh, we play God, don't we? <laughs> Alexa, lights on. And there was light. He said, let there be elephant. There was elephant. <laughs> let there be anteater. Everyone went, well, we have no idea. Boom. <laughs> strange, really strange. Like, let there be camel. <laughs> God's creative mind. This is incredible. It's like watching a child work with plasticine and invent something. God just went, boom, boom. Let there be tree. Let there be bush. Let there be grass. But when it came to man, he didn't say, let there. He said, I'm going to make you. I'm going to take some dust and I'm going to form you. I'm going to shape you into something unique. Now, this is wonderful. You've got to understand your shape. S stands for your spiritual gifts. H stands for your heart or your passion. A stands for your abilities. P stands for your personality. And E stands for your experiences. God takes you and he shapes you to be part of something. So he forms you uniquely. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Bible says that God breathed in life into people. So he formed and then he filled. Now, if you've been around church a long time, you'll know that Jesus formed the church. And then in Acts chapter 2, he filled the church. Now, if you really know your Bible, you'll know about a prophet called Ezekiel who went into a valley and saw a whole load of bones that were useless. And God said, speak over the bones. The bones were formed and then the wind blew and filled that and they became an army. God forms us. He fills us so that we can do stuff. He... Remember, you just got to react appropriately and I won't have to repeat it. He forms us, he fills us so we can do stuff. Thank you. I don't know whether you got it, but the response makes me feel better. Like, this is what he's doing. He's taking all these broken cogs that everybody else thinks is useless and he says, I can make you into something fantastic. I will fill you with my spirit so you can go and make a difference in this world. The opposite of that is just stay as you are, pretend everything's okay, and just hunker down. I'm going to get through my life. I'll get through somehow. I'll get through somehow. <laughs> oh, you meet people. Hi, I'm doing great. And then you go home. Life's hard, eh? You know what I mean? You're like, oh, it's hard. It's hard. Hi, I've got my best face on. God says, come on. I have formed you. You are a unique shape. You've got something to offer. Even if it's a two-teeth cog, you have something to offer. I will fill you. In other words, I will make up the difference. I will attach you 
with everything else and make something beautiful that gives a message of hope to this world. And that, my friends, is what the church is all about. Broken people coming together, formed under God's lordship to make a difference in this world. So, why, why stick with, oh, get through, when you have this message of hope that's about to release you to understand why you're part of something bigger? Every day I watch the news and someone's shouting at me, giving me a message of some kind. But somewhere in this room, even today, I can sense it. It's like a... Can you feel it too? It's like a... It's like purpose. It's like destiny. It's like it's meant to be. It doesn't really figure here, but here, there's something connecting. That's because God said, I'm standing at the counter, Mr. Whoops, Mrs. Whoops, and you've got a part to play. The difference is, you have to get in the basket, because I'm not going to force you. But I encourage you, step into God's will today. Say, here I am, God. It's all I've got. If you can use this, then I'm in. Now, the thing about clocks is this. A broken clock is more accurate than a clock that loses five minutes a day. Did you know that? (coughs) So if a clock loses five minutes a day, you will tell the time correctly every 144 days. If you're broken, at the very least, you'll tell the clock perfectly twice a day. So just you turning up and putting your cog in this box means you're going to be right twice. That's the worst. The best is when someone who knows what they're doing joins it all together and means you tell the time perfectly and give a message of hope. Do you mind if I pray for you? Dear God, thank you for being with us today. Thank you that there's more than just uh, a good thought, (coughs) some great family. But actually, you've been on our case all this time. You've been watching out for us, longing for us, waiting for us to come home. I just want to say, here's my two-tooth cog. If you could do something with it, you could certainly do a better job than I'm doing. So here it is. I give it to you. So here's my prayer. If you want to pray it, dear God, I offer myself to you this morning. I'm fed up of trying to do it myself. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to trust that you're going to make up the difference. Amen. Hey, why don't we just show some appreciation to Sai?